Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Confer Culture, brought to you by Timothy Theories, the podcast where we talk about the topics that many of us are passionate about. I'm your host, Chris Murphy, and this week I'm joined by... Mike. Hello. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I'm just like, every every time you, you introduce every episode. Every time you introduce me to these things, I'm just like, ah, how do I how do I how do I introduce myself? Do I just go Mike? Or like do I have to put some personality into this? Is this <laughs> you and know if you're Tim, it's like Tim Keefler, the one the only. Because <laughs> so, you know Tim. Quite the entrance. Oh man. It's all good. Uh so in this episode, we're gonna be talking about sequels that don't suck. And mm-hmm. Mike talked. Uh, Mike and I talked a little bit about this uh, before we did this, and just not which movies we have on here. But uh, I'm going to say it doesn't necessarily need to be the second movie in a franchise. Um, though I do have a lot of those on this list, uh, it can be a number of different movies, and within some, especially something. I don't want to spoil it, so we'll get into it later. But especially something that lends itself to that, where it has a lot of movies, and some of them are terrible, but some of them are really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, because there are no rules, it's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. So hey. <laughs> that's what that's uh, that's how we're gonna uh, handle it here. And <clears throat> it's like uh, sort of the reason for doing this is is I I notice often that sequels like there's a there's this theory like that the the, the sequels are <coughs> the law of diminishing returns, and how oftentimes sequels can be just you know they just keep getting worse and worse and they can be a letdown but sometimes no yeah where where we get that from like almost like it's almost like a movie's good and then they decide it's like hey that made money we should make more of them and yeah run it into the ground ground yeah so there's a lot but there are a lot of movies that the sequel it's either almost on par maybe just a notch below or in some circumstances are considered better than the first one which Mm -hmm. is rare but it does happen so with all that out of the way i'm just i'm gonna let you go first and and we can um you can just kind of get to your list there uh well i'm gonna knock like my first one i'm just gonna knock right out of the park because this one's a bit of a no-brainer and it's the last jedi no i'm kidding kidding joking (laughs) need to get this out of the way now (laughs) That's so hilarious because I was going to make a Last Jedi joke. (laughs) (laughs) And I was going to say, just kidding. Got him. Beat you to the punch. Like, as soon as you brought this topic up, I was just like, were any of the Star Wars sequels good? Yes, but not the ones that came out in the last few years. (laughs) Respectfully, like, agree to disagree, but that's old ground that we have tread on many times. I figured I I do have a Star Wars one on this list, though. I figured, like, I'd include, like, my obligatory, like, bash on The Last Jedi in this, so. Of course. (laughs) What would a podcast with Mike be without him taking a jab at The Last Jedi? Dude, any topic, whether it's, like, TV or music, I will take a jab at it, no matter what. That and Game of Thrones. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) <laughs> yeah hashtag never forget cool, but let's forget anyways um but like <laughs> i said um this one is a no-brainer to me and it's one of the very few sequels that actually i feel anyway and probably like many of you also feel knocks it out of the park and completely just overshadows the original and that's mm-hmm. aliens that, sequel- that one's on my list too Ooh. Yep. <laughs> Great minds think alike, man. 
No kidding. And so like, I do like the first one a lot. And but I would agree that the second one is better more because it plays to an act like this. So the second one's an action film and the first one's basically a, a horror, horror film. In space. Yeah. So they're like way different. But yeah, there's parts to the first one where it slows down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not in that right frame of mind to watch it, you could like find yourself being bored whereas the yeah. second one you will not be bored watching mm-hmm. aliens <laughs> well like the thing is, i think it's impossible one of the one of the reasons why they like aliens is the superior movie is because um it does what a sequel should it should add more like give you something that's familiar um but then add so much more whether it's um add something to the story the characters or like even the scope of things and i feel as though like aliens and like what james cameron did was just totally increase the scope of all this instead of just one alien it's an entire freaking nest of aliens and instead of like instead of like this ragtag average like space trucker that you can kind of relate to it's like you're your typical 80s macho soldier you know what i like in, in the form of like space <laughs> marines and it's like yep. and like it totally subverts your expectations because you think like oh yeah like these guys are professionals they've done this before they're on like another bug hunt blah 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 and you think mm-hmm. they're gonna get out of this okay and then all of a sudden you realize that like they are just out of their element right now and they mm-hmm. they they stepped into something that is far bigger and it's like the the action scenes, especially like one of the scenes that definitely sticks out to me is when um they set up the turrets down like the two hallways, yeah. And they're like all you see is like gunfire, just like gunfire and just a wall of aliens coming down. But like that's not even the scariest part. The scariest part to me was like seeing the ammo counter go down for each of the guns. Oh yeah, and that creates like so yep. much tension. Like don't get me wrong, Alien was a pretty good movie at like from from like um from its like atmosphere to like how ridley scott kind yeah it was ridley scott right i'm not wrong in that yeah yeah. um the way ridley scott like builds tension in that movie and it's just it's it's good it's a it's an instant classic but man i it was intense watching aliens especially that one scene where um the marines kind of dive in and they all get picked off in like two or three minutes Mm-hmm. to kind of give you an idea of like the threat that they're dealing with and we're just like oh shit things are gonna go sideways like south like right now yeah and yeah and to your point too like you said it does a lot of good a lot of things that a good sequel should do it expands mm-hmm. it ups the ante but not too much like yeah. a lot but not too much and it also expands on the lore a little bit you have an alien queen mm-hmm. so there's a hierarchy in the aliens mm-hmm. um in, in their little sort of like they're almost like kind of like ants in a way mm-hmm. yep. and like, then you get to see like more they they kind of expand on the aliens themselves and i always thought that was always something that was really yeah. cool yep but at the same time like paying respect to the one that came before it like the rules aren't that much different they mm-hmm. still have acid blood mm-hmm. like the face huggers are still a thing all that kind all those kind of kinds mm-hmm. of things and so yeah like but and they had like a lot more of a budget for it so mm-hmm. the effects are way better oh, and still yeah. hold up like yeah even what 35 years later maybe I, it's, it's, it something still like that. definitely holds up i think like even to like more like horror action i guess you could say or like even action movies to this day because the practical effects were just so good especially with the alien queen fight yep 
and, and you had like bitch. yeah and you have like ridley and like <laughs> um, the power loader i'm just like oh my god it's still so good it is yeah it's great mm-hmm. so uh this segues into like a nice one that's on my list also directed by james cameron mm-hmm. also the second one in the and the first one's more of a horror movie and the second one's more of an action movie that's terminator 2 yep i feel Ooh. like that's an Ooh, that is a good one I feel like that's a no-brainer too because mm-hmm. well, the first Terminator is really, really good. It's just a way different movie, mm-hmm. and also, again, Cameron had a way bigger budget for the second oh, one, which yeah. you can see in the effects. Which again, like I watched it on, uh, I've uh, I've seen it on Blu-ray, and mm-hmm. it still holds, it still holds up holds really up. well. Yeah, like, this... like that CGI is top-notch. Yep, like it's not like it, I wouldn't say it's like mind-blowing, but it still holds up to today. Like I've seen movies the like within the last couple of years where the cgi just looks like absolute trash <laughs> oh yeah like um in this day and age yeah yeah um like what was i uh watching like something like farscape tv show which mm-hmm. you get like from 99 to 2003 and I go back i'm like wow that cgi has not aged well <laughs> any any doctor who episode for like from like the 9 and 10th doctor and on <laughs> <laughs> or like something that I've uh, something that I've recently watched uh, or a bunch of like re-reviews about because I guess I don't know if the anniversary came up or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, it came up re- uh, the last in a couple of years back is Blade. The the, the special <laughs> effects and that especially at the end are atrocious. Yes, yes, they're they are. so bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. But like some Terminator Two, something came up. What that came out like what six years before that, and it's still good. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, like I said, it does something really good. A good sequel does it ups the ante. You have ter- two Terminators instead of one. Uh, the rules aren't that much different. They're newer for the T one thousand, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's a different model. Like the- this, like it's essentially like it's a similar so like it's uh, the Terminator trying to kill a human. So it's a whole bunch of chase stuff and the tensions. Uh, there but it's ratcheted up and mm-hmm. they're trying to change the future so like again it takes what was that layer there and it just builds on it and ups mm-hmm. the ante even more oh, yeah. to the point where no sequel sense has been able to recapture it yep exactly and i think like it, it helps that um and th- you'll slowly start to see a small trend with some of the movies is that the the scope and the subversion of expectations is a common theme with like what constant like what i think anyway constitutes as a good sequel like you said terminator was originally a horror movie and it was just um like you didn't have like the big car explosions it was just tension of like this slow lumbering beast that's just gonna chase you till the end of the till the end of the world and then you mm-hmm. have terminator 2 and it's like okay now what if we took the terminator and actually made him like fast and isn't afraid to take like an entire like a like a semi truck and run you down with it and then you have like that nice <laughs> yeah, little action go. set piece and it's like okay mm-hmm. cool this is dope like this this adds so much because again you're subverting my expectation and thinking that um Schwarzenegger is out to kill the kid and I if I remember like the original trailers made it seem like it's literally two Terminators going yes. after this one kid and then it was ambiguous. Oh yeah. And then you have, and then like when you, when you, when like people actually watching in theaters, they were saying like, Oh, what? Like that was like actually supposed to be like the big twist is that, um, 
when uh, when John meets up with the Schwarzenegger Terminator, he says like, "Get down!" Points the shotgun at like the T. Is it the T one T two thousand? T one thousand. T one thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, because they did a big thing at the beginning where like um he uh he's trying he see like so like the uh, um Rob Patrick who plays T one thousand he's like in the cop garb mm-hmm. and he's going after John and John is like um he's been in trouble with the law so he doesn't want to deal with him it's not mm-hmm. because he knows he's a terminator and then he goes they're in this arcade thing and then he goes and like um to one of like the back hallways type deal mm-hmm. and then he sees arnold come through and he instantly recognizes him because you know presumably his mom would have showed him like images and stuff yeah. like pictures probably yeah. and he's scared of him right away mm-hmm. and so you don't know and i'm old enough too to remember the marketing i remember the tagline for that uh this time there are two terminator <laughs> two i totally so, remember that so good so great <laughs> but yeah like um yeah it's it was definitely one of those movies that it was like the 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 money that was put into it was used effectively like it was just a really entertaining it was a real entertaining ride from like start to finish yeah Um, again you you won't be bored watching that movie and like again i'm not knocking on terminator one like it was still a good movie for what it was i'm just saying that the like the like Terminator Two was the far more entertaining movie, and that's saying something yeah, and because again, like they established, they had something really good with Terminator One. Yeah, and a lot of people will argue that it's like the better film, but it's like the pacing on it is really tight, and it's way more scaled down. So it's it's all about honestly. I think Terminator, like you making the case for the first one versus the second one, is just more. It 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 doesn't come down to quality; it comes down to personal taste. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is a lot more new and for a lot of other franchises mm-hmm. or sequels for yep. that matter. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, what else you got? Ooh. Um, okay. So this one isn't the set, like the second movie or the first sequel in this, but it's, it's, it's not the first sequel, but it's the second sequel in okay. a series that is much beloved. And personally, I think that this is like, I think this is like the superior movie to like the original, but Indiana Jones, the last crusade. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This way, another, another James, no, no, um, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, he who shall not be named. (laughs) GL. Oh God. Mr. 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 George Lucas. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. How dare you get out of here? This is my podcast now. (laughs) Boo! Boo. No, I'm saying how bad it is. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. Terrible movie. Oh, I thought you were praising it. I thought you were like no, so bad. Oh yeah. It's making fun of. I'm making fun of he who shall not be named. Mm Mm-hmm. So like, it's terrible. It's so. I I don't I don't know what it is with this one, but it's like I feel so like I liked Raiders of the Lost Ark. I didn't really like Temple of Doom as much. That's because Temple of Doom isn't very good. Yeah, like, but this like, one's not like, a good movie. But this one like brings it back to like indie where mm-hmm. it's fun. It feels epic. Like the music is fantastic. Um, and bit it's, of a hot take on that. I feel like um, the Temple of Doom has the best score of all of them. Really, actually. but you don't yeah. like the movie itself. <laughs> Yeah, the movie itself is is bad, but the score is great. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. 
Um, but like, I th- like the when it comes to like the music, it all kind of it's all in this neat little package. Like the action is wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of memorable scenes. Like the acting is top notch with Sean Connery. Rest in peace. Yeah, um, timely. I was gonna say because yeah. he just recently passed away. Like I, I didn't realize it when I like um I, like I was whipping up this list earlier today. Like I t- totally slipped my mind that he passed away not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like he was great as Indy's dad. Hilarious. I mm-hmm. like the chemistry between him and Harrison Ford. Um, it was like it just I if you wanted a movie with uh Indy like Indy just punching the shit out of Nazis, this is the best. <laughs> well that 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 was always his best like the best villains his yep. best foes to play off of was the nazis yep so yeah i mean yeah. Like... there's no shade to so like when he battled the russians again in the king of crystal skull which is terrible but like you could make a case like like communism like if if you've read anything about communism or stuff like that or like if you're like me watch the americans you you know that like that was they were just the other side of the coin mm-hmm. like they were like they also they felt threatened by the states and the states felt threatened by them and they both yep. did shady shitty things but the nazis are easy it's pretty black and white i mean there are were, shades of gray there were shades of gray for sure there were a lot of nazi soldiers who didn't they were forced into basically if you don't if you're not a soldier then you're against us and we're going to shoot you mm-hmm. and all your family so they're forced into it but for the most part you're like nazis equals racism so and like genocide so it's easy they make easy villains Mm -hmm. and i think like i think the the actors that actually played the the villains did a really good job just like (laughs) i've been just making you oh yeah um again it was cool for sure and it it encapsulated for me anyway what it felt like to like uh to be an indiana jones film you know like the Raiders of the Lost Ark was like really, really, really good, but here you have like that. They they bring it back to like, oh, okay, there's gonna they're they're here to look for um uh the Holy Grail, and then you think it's just like this like nice little adventure where he punches Nazis, travels the world, but then like it gets like real mystical and weird, and you're just like, this is Andy, this is the best. All yeah, like, it was it was it's it's fun. It's yeah. fun and it's entertaining. It was, like and it doesn't get bogged down mm-hmm. anywhere really. Like I don't think it like in terms of scope, I don't think it like added like it doesn't like add too much. I, I kinda treat the Indiana Jones franchises like James Bond where like it doesn't really they don't add a whole lot. They just find new ways to entertain the crap out of you. Yeah, exactly. And part of the reason too why that one seems so good is that you have temple of doom in between right mm-hmm. so it's like this temple of doom is a slog with bad acting yep and it's kind of racist yep. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's like wow that was really bad and a lot, a lot of people liked it how do we wash the taste of the temple of doom out of people's mouth let's bring back nazis yep. <laughs> and have his dad come in let's cast sean connery perfect done <clears throat> oh it's great like brush hands <clears throat> done <laughs> and it's still entertaining it's still good like yeah they, yeah it's it's a it's a really good time like, they, they it's, gave yeah, us, it's fun I they gave us everything what we loved about the first movie and then just gave us a very very entertaining sequel with more of what we loved yeah and they like it gives us a nice interpersonal like father-son mm-hmm. relationship to yep. throw in there too and so Junior. like yeah <laughs> yeah exactly hey never mind yep. he has like this super thick scottish accent and- it's great <laughs> yeah all right what else so what else uh uh that it's a nice segue actually because um 
I also like a, it's actually a number of films in a franchise. Um, and it's similar to Indiana Jones and that's uh, Star Trek and specifically uh, two, six and first contact the joke and insert joke here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. The, the running joke for a long time was only the even ones were good. <laughs> But uh, that doesn't really that never really held up for me because the motion picture is actually kind of boring. Isn't uh, it just like second... a really like I haven't watched any of these. I've only actually that's the odd one, but that's besides the point. But like part four is like not all that great, and it doesn't hold up with the next generation films because um, Insurrections and even one, and that's terrible. Isn't that the one with like Tom Hardy? And he's like, no, that's Nemesis. Oh god, I heard that one is even worse. It is worse. <laughs> it it is. He he's good in it though. Like, cause he's Tom Hardy, I guess. <laughs> and like, there's, there's, there's potential there that you could see, but they just, yeah, it just, it just wasn't that good. Oh, that's a- uh, first contact is by far the next, the best next generation movie. And cause they bring the Borg in mm-hmm. there and, uh, uh, it's Picard's movie and Patrick Stewart acts the hell out of that movie. He chews scenery. Like, um, he stage acts his way. It's so great. He does a speech here, um, where, uh, he's considering like he he just he won't back down from the board because of his uh, um, his obsession with them because he was assimilated by them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Alfred Woodard, who plays the um, person from Earth uh, in the current because they've gone back in time. And so to around the time where they make first contact with the Vulcans and the mm-hmm. board is trying to stop that. So uh, she um, says, you know, she makes a comment about. Uh, Moby Dick and then he quotes a line from it and then he's like the line must be drawn here and no further and I will be the one to make them pay and it's just like it's so amazing and then there's like like I said she makes that uh, reference to Moby Dick and then that makes him change his mind because he realizes it's just about revenge at this point oh it's he is like Patrick Stewart to the the surprise of no one is an excellent actor so he really carries this movie and it's it's written very well uh, there's the right amount of humor. The uh, action's really good. The Borg is like basically the best, one of the better enemies that they've ever come up with. And First Contact is just great. Six uh, is The Undiscovered Country, which is the last uh, original cast movie that they did. And it's more of like a, it's almost like a whodunit. Um, the Federation and Klingons are about to enter peace talks and... Uh, a, dipl- a Klingon diplomat is ass- assassinated and um, McCoy and Kirk are uh, blamed for it and they're framed. And the rest of the movie is them trying to uncover the plot to assassinate them. And um, uh, who's in it? Uh, I can't remember. It's like a really popular, really famous stage actor and he's been in a whole bunch of stuff too. Um, I just can't remember his name off the top of my head. But uh, he's really good in it too, and yeah, it's um, it's a really good movie. And then Star Trek Two is widely considered the best Star Trek movie, The Wrath of Khan. Yep. And uh, you know, still want to cry on because Spock dies at the end. Spoiler. <laughs> but uh, it's widely considered the best one. The villain's great, and there's a whole bunch of history there, which they try to um, duplicate and majorly failed at with Into Darkness. Which I was I about to say, like, I was about to make a joke of like, <laughs> were you actually referring to the Into Darkness? <laughs> yeah, because it's so bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, search and it's great. It still holds up. It's, a, it's still a really, really good film. And yeah, those are like the three, and like. 
if you look at Star Trek as a whole, like the first one's boring, the third one's boring, uh, the fourth one's kind of okay, but it's a product of its time and it kind of shows uh, the Voyage Home, which a lot of people find fun, but it's it, it is fun, but it's like it's they go back in time to the 80s and like saving the whales was a thing. And that's like a big premise of the movie. And it's yeah, it's kind of dated. And then five, like um, Spock's retconned brother convinces them to try and find God outside of the galactic barrier. It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, g- generations, it, what does God need with a starship? That's like the the meme that came out of that movie. Um, <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah, so, generations ask, is... So go ahead. Asking the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> yes, what does God need with a starship? Yes, oh my God. Um generations is fine but um it's like kirk and um picard coming together and i think people were looking for more and the villain is super weak even though roddy mcdowell is kind of malcolm mcdowell is kind of cool on it um yeah so it's 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 fine it's okay and then like everything that came after first contact was was bad to super awful so and then they made the the new ones where the first one's entertaining and then like the um, so it's decent despite the plot holes. The second one is plot hole city and it's just bad. And then the third one's forgettable. So it's one of those, it's one of those things where a lot of them are not good. You would think like they would be better, especially with all of the con, like the content and the source material they can pull from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially across like, the, the numerous years. Like I think the, the Star Trek reboot from like many moons ago was like, it was good. I think the 2009 one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I thought it was fun. I thought it was entertaining, but Oh my God, into darkness was bad. <laughs> it was extreme. Do you know that that movie has like a 93% fresh on rotten tomatoes? That's upsetting. That's that is upsetting. upsetting. At least last time I looked anyway, which was a while ago, but yeah, I, it's poorly written and it's, I think they, the characters they, are shoehorned into it and they don't have that collective history that Rathacon has. Yeah. And it commits that sin, right? Where the you copy another movie that just that did it better. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's like double failure. They tried to give they tried to get like the same beats. Uh, I think they tried to like emulate the same thing, but like it was still missing something. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? So like Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, like the reason why it has so much emotional weight is because the crew, for starters, they have what they do, Star Trek in the 60s, and that was the 80s. They had 20 years of history. Khan was a character that they already have already have had come into contact with and dealt with. And so you already knew how <sighs> dangerous he was. <laughs> nice. Bless you. Thank you. So they already had a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of information that you already have. And then there's that history between the crew and then Kirk and Spock have already have that sort of brotherly bond. Mm -hmm. And so like Spock's sacrifice at the end means something. Yep. Kirk Kirk dies towards uh, act like he dies somewhere in act three and they just bring him back to life. And the sacrifice is not like it doesn't mean anything. Yep. Like there's no... Yeah, like I said, so like the, the the history isn't there, and that's not their fault. It's just that okay, you guys have been together for like as a crew for like not even five years. It's well, we like, don't, we, and like we don't really feel like the camaraderie like as as well as that because again, they've they've had yeah. however many years on TV, and you get to see like these characters like interact with each other for God knows how many seasons, right? 
Yeah, yeah, and so like you know the the famous line from when Spock dies and he puts his hand up to the window where he's that radiation's all messed up his face and he's dying and he goes to Kirk and he's like, "You have and always will be my friend." And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so profoundly sad." Yep, it like works. Kirk dies and they fast forward through it and they cure him with magical blood. <laughs> it's like great, awesome, fantastic. You have eliminated all stakes. Yep. yep. There's like nah, nothing matters in this movie. Cool. Mm-hmm. Spock died and he doesn't come back until the end of the next one. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh yeah. to keep going. All right. Um mine is like so if we're going to I'm going to bring this to cuz I know like we've covered like a few like older movies. Um it like it, just I'm just thinking of this now, but it's like it's always weird to see like sequels nowadays they they don't exactly seem to be better than the original like as often like we kind of got a lot of that towards like the 80s 90s hey did you ever notice that uh sequels yeah in terms of sequels like yeah i mean i'll get to some i'll get to a franchise too that um does that but yeah i mean yes there's a lot of sequels and most of most of the time they were not great yeah and it's like and like they like especially with like um uh especially the first movie like they lay out like some movies they lay out like such a great foundation for like a franchise and they just like absolutely shit the bed and like i'm gonna go off on a tangent here like one of those examples (laughs) pacific rim one fucking fantastic movie i will rewatch. oh how dare you sir but okay it's okay it's fine I, I think Charlie Hunnam great. plays the same character in every movie. See, and Charlie like, Hunnam is see, Charlie that's Hunnam. Okay, but like, cause like this this movie appeals to like appeals to like the five year old version of me that likes giant robots fighting giant Fair. monsters, and like they do that they do that one aspect of the movie so well to the point where I'm still getting in my seat. Like it's such a good movie. But anyway, and if you're a, if also too, I would say if you're a fan of anime, like it's very this movie is like a real life anime almost. Oh yeah, and like uh, yeah, think, so uh, Guillermo del Toro, yeah. I think one of the movie one of the series that he actually pulled from for inspiration was uh, Neo Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, oh and yeah, he actually pulled like inspiration from that, and I'm like, yeah, you kind of feel it. It's great. But anyways, you know what my favorite, uh, one more thing I'll say, my favorite (laughs) thing about Pacific Rim is a joke that I saw on Imgur about it. I know like that's a reference, Uh but uh, so it's like uh, Charlie Hundam's character is going like, is this the one? No. Is this the one? No. Is this the one? Yes, I found it. And it's just like specific rim. (laughs) I'm like, that is the greatest. (laughs) That's my favorite thing about this movie. Mm. He found his specific rim oh. for his car. That's going to haunt me every time <laughs> I watch that movie. God damn it. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, anyways, um, so I always find that like, uh, in terms of sequels in like, modern day, and if you're cool with me combining like these two picks... Sure, do whatever you want. Um, There's no rules here. These are like... Uh, there, there are two action movies I think they that like surpass the first one. And again, I I bring up these two because like seeing really good action movie sequel action movie sequels um is a rare thing these days, especially if they're mm-hmm. like a new IP or like anything like that. Um so these two are John Wick 2. Yep. And The Raid 2. 
if you've ever nice. yeah like um in terms of action movies these are like my go-tos nowadays like the john wick franchise is just fantastic i don't know if i've ever seen the second raid movie oh like, man i <laughs> the running joke you keep telling me about it actually that i keep that i need to Dude, watch i don't like, think i've ever seen it the running joke for that one for me is like severe head trauma too <laughs> it's it's so good like um so like the raid is intense though to, it is intense to quickly go over the raid for those of you who haven't seen because it is like a foreign it's a, it's a it's a thai movie right yeah it's a movie from thailand and the first one is about this uh the SWAT team that is that was assigned on like a secret mission to go infiltrate this apartment complex that's run by like one of the biggest gang leaders in the city and they no one knows that they're there um this was just like a this was like supposed to be like a snatch and grab grab as many criminals as you get and grab the, like um grab the gang leader you're in you're out boom done it's supposed to be super simple but then it goes absolutely <laughs> sideways because they like the entire building is like alerted to their presence and they lock down the apartment yeah <laughs> and yeah. now it becomes like a fight for survival for these cops as they like punch shoot knife their way to the top floor and it's like the action is absolutely stunning well choreographed you feel every single hit there's like this one scene where this guy like the main character takes this guy's head and literally like smashes it into the wall like three times as his body is falling down and you're just like "Mm, i feel it it's so fun Mm -hmm. it's so good and like any good, like like any impactful movie, it has inspired other things like the hallway fight scene in Daredevil and the um, latest version of Judge Dredd, just simply titled Dredd with um, um, Carl Urban in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually and... like, <laughs> there was like a big thing between the, like those two movies because like it was essentially a ripoff. The... but dread is really good though yeah. oh i know dread, like, dread is i like great. it a lot it is yeah like, you really can call good. it the american version of raid There's the raid, raid yeah, yeah i know <laughs> and that's what i'm thinking too like as i'm watching this i'm like this seems familiar yeah it, it, like, <laughs> there, there's more guns than martial arts in that movie but like when when you watch and the, the... the slowdown speed too when yes. they, the slowdown shots oh the yeah that's it's, also like it's very stylized. it's its own thing yeah yeah. Whereas, like in the raid, the action is just gritty. It's like actually it's gritty. Violent. It's brutal. Oh man, do not watch this with your kids. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> no. no. Um. But yeah, no. Like, um. But w- why I think the raid two uh is better than the first one is that it, they they actually up the scale. Um. They expand on the story and like when you look at the um when you watch the first movie, you're not really clue. You're not really given much characterization with like the rookie who's like the main character that you're following like all mm-hmm. you get is that he has a wife <laughs> um he has a family his wife's pregnant and that was it that's all settled in like the first minute <laughs> of the movie nice and nice. like you find out that he has a brother and then that's it that's like he even though he's a rookie he kind of takes it upon himself to like finish the job that's pretty much it Whereas here, you actually, like, in the raid, you follow that same, the raid 2, you follow the same character, but this time, like, yes, it's a direct sequel to the first one, and it takes, like, it literally picks up where the first one left off, and they, the the police, uh, like, the, like, his, uh, his bosses 
actually asked him to be to go in once again as like to go in undercover as like a gang member to infiltrate one of the bigger um, gangs in Thailand. And you kind of see like you actually see him like uh, try to balance like this line of morality between like being a cop and being a gangster. Um, so like, and again, it's an action movie. It's not like we're it's not Shakespeare we're talking about here. Like the writing isn't the best, but it's still serviceable to the point where like the writing may be weak, but the action is like incredibly strong. Um, I feel you don't, like you don't come to the raid movies for the writing. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, I know exactly what I'm in for. I'm fists, like skin to skin contact at one velocity or another. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, it, yep. like, and what I think, like, why I think it's better is because the choreography is so much better. It's so much more stylized. And like they add these villains, um, like, Spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen it. They add these two villains who I just absolutely adore called Hammer Girl and Baseball Bat. It's like Baseball Bat Guy or something like that. And it's like, nice. they're exactly what you think they are. They fight with a hammer. And like one fights with a, ha- like a pair of hammers. One fights with a baseball bat. And just seeing them essentially dance around like these low-end jobbers. <laughs> like jobber you're, like, <laughs> you're there to be cannon fodder oh, 100% and you're just like oh you're, you're done man and it's like it's cool and the, the, the world building that they do actually adds a little bit to the movie and you're kind of just good. like because you, you get to see how these gangs operate and like how deep this thing really goes and you're just like yeah this 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 is so much more entertaining than the first one because like they took it out of the apartment building and just brought it to like this large-scale gang war instead of just like cops versus like um like the the gangs in thailand and it's just really good um now uh now for john wick 2 the reason i think that um um it's like superior is the amount of world building that they actually do with john wick from john wick yeah yeah like uh, if, um, for those who haven't seen John Wick, it's about this um, this retired assassin who's unfortunately brought out of retirement because some local punk decides to blow up his car and murder the his dog, his do- like not not just dog, murder his puppy, who he just received on the night of his wife's funeral because yeah, his wife yeah. literally sent him like a present on her upon her death. So that he could love something in her stead other than the car. And you're just so like, like, don't send him a, as an aside, like don't send him a dog then. Mm, but anyway, no, I know. Right. Kind of, kind of forced his hand on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, then like you find out like he's actually like, instead of like, he, he kind of looks like an average dude. I wouldn't say average, but like above average. It's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, and but, but like he's he's not super. He's not Arnold. He's not yeah, like, like cut. He's not cut. But like he's still like you, you. You can tell he can handle himself in a fight. But then as the movie can goes on, as the movie goes on, you find out he's like everybody's like terrified of him, and rightfully so. Like because he's a legendary assassin. Oh yeah, and like and we're not just we're not we're not just saying that too. Like there's literally this one scene where like this guy utters his name, like John Wick's name, and the and the mob boss on the other line is going, oh. And then you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, you're on your own, bye. Yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> your son is dead. Bye. 
And then, like, you yeah, kind of so, yeah. see, like, this whole system where it's, like, it's not... He's not just a hitman. He's part of, like, an organization of hitmen. And they have, like, their own special currency and, like... All, and code, too. Yeah. And rules. And, like, he... Like, um... The, this being part of this agency like your your currency is not just like cash but it's like gold coins like actual giant like pirate gold coins <laughs> i know i know i thought that was uh i thought that was a um really good choice stylistically for the yeah movie. and it's cool and like you actually get to see him use it like that's what the, the, he uses those coins to call people like people to clean up like uh, like you know, like his house after all of these people tried to evade and like invade his home to kill him, but he ends up like headshotting every single one of them. And like, it's so cool how he like calls in these cleaners to be like, I need a dinner reservation for 12 <laughs> for Wick. Yes, John Wick. <laughs> and they're like, Yep, yes, yes, sir. And he pays him in gold coins. And it's like for services, like he goes to like the Continental Hotel, which is like a safe haven. Um, like it's stuff like that. And like that turns it from like this like it it subverts your expectations because you think this is just like oh another mob like hitman coming out of retirement surprise he's a badass but like no it's more than that it's like surprise he's a legendary badass that is part of like this really cool realized world where there's like assassins and that's just like practically every like every second person's career. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, like almost everybody in the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's speaking, like, damn, are there any regular people so around here? Speaking, it's like it's everybody, funny literally, you say that because <laughs> that is totally not far from like the truth in the second movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know, and they get a little weird in the third one too, yeah. with like him going to the desert to find yeah. the guy like who started it all. Yeah. It was kind of bizarre, but like at the same time, they're You're just so kind of expanding it. on the mythology. And like, and that's what the second movie does really well. It builds the world and it makes it so much bigger than you initially thought. Um, uh, like the movie opens with like literally him getting his car back. <laughs> yeah, was that the? Is that the second one where he's on horseback? I, I think, think so. Yeah. When he, like, um, and he's, like, getting his car back. Yeah, he's getting his car back from, um, from, like, um, some, like, the Russians. And it, like, just picks up where it left off. And you find out that there's, like, instead of just this, like, small organization, um, a small organization, instead of thinking, like, the Assassin, like, Guild is, like, a small organization. No, it is, like, an international operation. Like yeah. there, you he flies out to Italy, and there's like a continental esque hotel <laughs> that's like a safe haven, right? Yeah, and you're just like, and like the cool, like one of the coolest scenes from that movie was him visiting, like when he's going out to get like a tape, like a bulletproof suit, <laughs> and and like he visits, right? He goes to like the the gunsmith for a wine tasting. <laughs> he's like, I'd like to speak to. Some- is the sommelier in (laughs) yes the sommelier and like it's like this oh i can't remember who the actor is but like they just like yuck it up he's like he actually he pretends he's like this snobby sommelier and he's like handing them he's like handing john wick all of like these pistols to like try out to see which one like suits him the best and you're just like (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, and they make a so bunch good. of jokes about like the it being full body and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like wine terminology, like with, just mm-hmm. with guns. Yep. It's a nice little scene. I like. Yeah, I like. I remember that. Yeah, I like that a lot. And it's those small little touches that like ex- that make you just get sucked into this universe, and it's just so entertaining. Like, agreed. Let's not forget about the action too. Like, my God, the stuff he does with the shotgun. Like the core, like the gun choreography. In this <laughs> the co- oh yeah, the choreography so is great. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, like the like again, it's you're not watching John Wick for the story. <laughs> you're no. watching it for the action, and they they do that in Seems spades. Fools get smoked. Mm-hmm. It's great, and that's why, like again, it's yep. going back to my original point. It's really hard to find action movies that really just stick the landing every single time. But like these two movies, like let alone like their franchises, because like apparently they're, they're working on a raid three at some point. But yeah, okay, like, they're all great. They're a, like a really good time, and they they're not like your your typical action movies these days, where like they they jump cut every like two seconds. Um, oh yeah, because, I... <laughs> because the people think they can't hold your attention for that long, and it's the, like the yeah, I know the but the best example of that, and it's. <laughs> Because I've seen it in a few videos now. Uh, one of the Taken movies yeah, where they Taken showed two. like eight. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yes. Where like, they do like eight eight cuts of like Liam Neeson jumping over a fence. And it's the, and it's like all done in the matter of like five seconds. And you're just like, yeah, what? <laughs> like the first that movie was ridiculous. so good. And like that's an example of a movie that fell flat on its face. God damn. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, totally. That franchise just got out of hand. Or mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a good. Um, so I'm going to use that as a really good segue, actually, for the next. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna kind of combine a couple because they um they kind of it works. It's it's a really good comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I recently and I recently had a podcast about this. I recently watched all twelve Friday the Thirteenth movies in uh, less than a week. Oh, doctor, six days. <laughs> um, there are some really entertaining ones and there are a lot of them that are horribly horribly terrible i know a lot of people would disagree with me i think the first one is not very good for a multitude of reasons but like my favorites in that are four six um and um uh uh, jason x because jason x Mm -hmm. is so fun where he goes into space yep So it's super, super fun, but that's um, that's one of those. And much like Star Trek, there are some good ones in there, but I'm not going to spend a long time on this because I've already done a podcast about it. Go listen to that if you're interested. But the one uh, that parallels that and also <clears throat> how they've done like kind of a recent sequel that's uh, been done well, it's also horror, uh, Halloween 2. And the recent uh, Halloween 2018 version, the one that came out in 2018, that Ooh, was co-written yeah. by Danny McBride, believe it or not. Really? David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny McBride co-wrote Halloween 2018. That surprises me. I, I really know, enjoyed right? That. I really enjoyed that movie, too. It's really good. So, Halloween... So, like, the first Halloween is iconic, and it's more a tense cat-and-mouse chase... Um, thriller than although he is a slasher but um it's more about him and uh, jim lee curtis's character and halloween 2 they expanded on a little bit he like they're 
they they introduce them being brother and sister yep. and that's kind of the reason why he's going after uh where they change it up and she's in the hospital and so he's killing the hospital staff to get at her mm-hmm. and but it picks up right off where the last one left as sequels go and especially in this franchise because boy do they get weird and bad uh season of the witch uh and then in four to six they introduced um michael myers being some sort of uh, uh, some sort of byproduct of this pagan ritual <laughs> to capture e- the essence of evil into one spirit or some weird ass shit who's got to like kill his family to I don't know it's <laughs> Paul Rudd's in six though Paul Rudd, and he looks exactly the same oddly enough yeah because he's a vampire so a lot of the later sequels get weird and they get and then they did that whole and H2O, H2O, I don't really and then and I don't really like that at all. Like the body count's so low, and LL Cool J's character's annoying. No, was it? It wasn't. And then wait, was it LL Cool J or Buster Rhymes? It was LL. Uh, oh, I'm getting there. Oh. LL Cool J was an H2O, <laughs> and he's got it written into his contract where he doesn't die. And there's so many places in that movie where he should have died and didn't because <laughs> amazing. It's it, yeah. It just it takes you out of the movie, and the body count's not that all that high, and the kills are not that great, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's fine, but. Um, and then there was Halloween Resurrection, which that one has Buster Rhymes in it. Yeah, there we and that go. That one is fucking terrible, and it actually has Katie Sackoff from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, good god! <laughs> yeah, she gets killed really early, but it's that one's horrible and almost killed the franchise. And then there's this whole weird thing where Rob Zombie did his own version, and then he also did a sequel, which was, ended up being just a dream. Oh, which I forgot okay ones. oh yeah they're not they're not great like the first one's fine and the, the kills are really good um but the second one is just it's weird and he was going for a certain vibe and he just didn't nail it yep but this the reason why i go into all that history is because halloween 2018 because the timeline is so goddamn confusing and they introduce all this shit that they wanted to throw out and mm-hmm. In, including having them be related. Halloween 2018 is a direct sequel to a, the first movie. Yeah. They forget, they pretend like the rest of them don't, like, never happened. Yeah. And smart choice. that's how come, yes, very smart choice. And they bring back uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis. And um, uh, I'm trying to think of her name. She's in Archer. Um, oh, God. Uh, Judy Greer. Judy Greer is no. in it, too. Yep. No. And so plays Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter. And like, yeah, um, it was a really good, like the kills in it are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the setup is really good. Uh, how they treated, I, I like kind of what they did with uh, the, the new psychiatrist. Uh, the And then the tension and the ending is actually pretty good too. And so this one also is going to be the first one of a new trilogy. Actually. Yeah, I think it was Halloween two. Kills, I think. Yeah, it's coming next year. They were going to release yeah. it this year, but then COVID happened. Yeah, yeah freaking COVID. I actually can't wait, but like, yeah, no, I genuinely enjoyed it. I thought it was actually like really good. Into I like, thought it was perfect. really good too, and the nice little <laughs> sort of sort of twist at the end there too, like yep. um, with the whole um, uh, with the whole um, emergency, like the the. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was meant to be like panic a room? trap or whatever? Yeah, for yeah. him at the end, and I thought that was pretty clever too, yep. and. Yeah, all the characters are like the characters are likable and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like I really like that. And that's I think proof that you can 
update and do a sequel to a long-standing franchise and still have it be good. Mm-hmm. And um, I also, when I said this in my Friday the 13th podcast, the 2009 reboot of Friday the 13th actually wasn't bad. Like, I actually kind of enjoyed it. And I know a lot of people didn't. But it's bolstered by the fact that it has actual competent actors in it. <laughs> <laughs> Who are like good at acting, like uh, Jared Padalecki from Supernaturals in it, yeah. and Amanda Rigetti from The Mentalist, and Daniel Panabaker's pretty good. And they had the blonde guy from Party Down. And so, like, it it's one of those where it kind of makes sense. They jammed the first three into the first half an hour. Oh. So they kind of, you fast forward through all those stuff that you don't really like. The things that I don't like are the, I was, wasn't crazy about the mom being the killer, the him. Uh, being in a potato sack for the whole second movie. And I'd like to see him in his mask. So they just mushed all that together and they just got right to Jason. And I'm like, yeah. That. So I'm, I'm sort of saying that I'm going to do a, not all uh, reboots suck at some point. You don't. <laughs> I, oh, I already, I actually have a list for that one. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yep. So yeah, those are the two, like kind of, like I said, uh, kind of like a, the the horror portion of mm-hmm. our podcast that I was going to get into. So like, like, you know uh, what, what else? You know what um horror movie like sequel that actually didn't really suck? Um, The Conjuring Two. I thought that was. Really I've never cool. seen it. Oh, you haven't never seen a movie in that franchise actually. Yo, okay, wait, just watch The Conjuring and The Conjuring Two. Like I've heard good things uh, from. Uh, I don't think no Ouija uh, Ouija isn't exactly part of that series, I guess, but. Um, I heard surprisingly Ouija two was far superior than Ouija one, which I'm like, ah, uh, you know what? I'd be willing to check it out. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a low bar. <laughs> oh, I know, but yeah, like the Conjuring two is really good. Yeah, you know, I highly Fair. recommend um watching those ones because again, like I think what what part of it what makes it scary is like the the based on it, and I use this like so lightly. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, like based on a true story aspect. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I. Well, uh, how I approach that is kind of, sort of, could be maybe loosely based on a true story. Yes, hundred percent. That's exactly it. And I think like, <laughs> um, like having the like the, the characters like pretty much be based on real people. I think that's kind of what amps it up a little bit. And it's like Fair. there are certain parts that are genuinely freaky and scary and kind of got under my skin. Um, yeah, you have your jump scares, but like, they're not, it wasn't bad. Definitely check out The Conjuring too. Um, Interesting. Kinda, okay. uh, um, it's it's almost a similar story where um, to the first one, but I thought they, in terms of like the visuals and like um, the way the story unfolded, I thought it was very good. I thought it was well done. Um, but anyways, okay. um, moving away from horror movies for a sec. Um, this is one where it's it's part of like pro- arguably one of the biggest franchises to come out um this like this decade um okay and like I saw this as a sequel cuz it was originally pitched as a sequel for me okay um okay it was known as Avengers Infinity War Part 2 um, but <laughs> later became renamed as Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Uh, Fair, okay. So, <clears throat> I <clears throat> I don't think Endgame necessarily far surpa- like surpassed Infinity War. 
I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Avengers Endgame... Good, you'd be wrong. Yeah, 100%. Avengers <laughs> Endgame didn't suck. It was really it was really yeah it was i liked it a lot too despite my quibbles with and i have far more of them than i do for time travel bullshit yep (laughs) yes that's one of them but there's a not there's a few other ones too that i have issues with the movie keeps it from being as good as infinity war but yeah Yeah. despite my problems with it yeah i'd agree with that it was it was a rip it was was really good like honestly Mm -hmm. like i felt as though it was it was very super super hero y you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it was know, a comic book movie on screen. Oh, hundred percent. Sure. It's it's the feeling I get when I read um when I read comic books and you're on like that final issue and they do the superhero lineup for like mm-hmm. before like the big final fight and like when I read that in comics, I'm just like, yeah, I'm amped. This is really good. But then when you see it on like screen and like a movie on like, your left game, oh man, I was like bouncing <laughs> in my seat and it's like when oh yeah. But all of, like the three, portals three. started like opening yep. up, and you're just like, "Oh, we're gonna." We're gonna There's three out. different moments in that movie where I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. It's, on your left, um, when uh, when when Cap wields Mjolnir for the first time, <laughs> and Thor's like, "I knew it." Mm-hmm. And when Captain America looks at Thanos, and all of everybody's coming through portal, and he's like, "Avengers and then, assemble," yeah. and I'm like, "I'm getting goosebumps right now because no, it's, <laughs> it's like, yes, it was a fan- those were fantastic movie moments, and it's like when, especially yeah. when like the three like Thor, Iron Man, and Cap, they all square off against Thanos like mm-hmm. uh, for the first time that like or not for the first time, but like right before like the bigger fight, you're just like, mm, yes, let's go, like it's. It was the reason I thought it was superior is because like it was that, it was that, it was that end journey that like as a Marvel mm-hmm. fan like it took us like a decade like two decades to get to, you know and yeah, it, that moment yeah, and we were did. waiting for, and I thought they did like a great job. Like Endgame is so entertaining, even though it's loaded with just a bunch of BS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, um, there's it's stuff that almost, almost takes you out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Almost, but still but, hangs on. But to they you. keep it on the rails, yep. just enough yep. to get you to the end, which is the most important part of it and what you're mm-hmm. there for. And like again, it's it, you want to see how everything turns out, yep. and like I'm like, are they going to do Avengers Assemble? Is Cap going to wield? the Mjolnir and the answers to both of those questions are yes. Yep. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And it all yeah, comes you're, you're so pumped up about and it. Like he, he ends up with Peggy and he passes on. The yeah. Back. Which is a, gr- I'm so glad that they didn't kill Captain America and gave him a happy mm-hmm. ending. Cause he's yep. my favorite character, but it makes sense. I've started and to- also everybody, everybody's expecting him to die because yeah. he dies in the comics. And this is a good way to, mm-hmm. Um, subvert the expectations, like, like, as we said, with a bunch of other ones. Then Tony bites the dust. Hard yeah, hard. which I don't care. Yeah, fuck Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, like, but like, I, I, like, I thought it was fitting because again, like, his movie was like the reason why they, they, like, the success of Iron Man was one of the reasons why they launched this whole thing, right? But not only that, it's not just subverting for the sake of subverting. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Cap's arc makes sense, and uh, Tony's arc makes sense. This is what he's been building into, like realizing. Um, t- how to not be selfish and to mm-hmm. make a sacrifice. Yep. Yep. So that's his whole arc. That's his entire. That's Iron Man's entire arc from one to Endgame. 
Yes. And it's like, so yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect. Like it's, it's honestly like it, it makes so much sense and that's why it works so well. And the same thing with Cap's arc too. It's like, he's always the one making the sacrifices, but now he gets to go have a happy life, the life that he always wanted. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. That's what they've been building to. And yep. that's why like the Marvel movies are so like overall as a whole, they're so good because unlike Star Wars, they actually had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, they actually sat down and be like, where do we, here's like point, like point A is the begin. like, I mean, Iron Man, they didn't think it was going to be that much of a hit, but mm-hmm. they ta- they uh, hoped it would be and tossed in the whole Avengers thing. But from the beginning to the end, it's like, where do we want this to go? And I feel like they had just sort of a loose mm-hmm um a loose kind of of a plot like from where they wanted to go and like, the movies got better the and better towards like I, eh, that's up for debate no okay no 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 i i say that <laughs> hold on can i'll put an asterisk like most of them got better and better like i i recently watched uh gardens of the galaxy volume 2 i had a total blast with it i like, like that still, movie it's a lot i know so funny and it's just the char- it's good, yeah. And Kurt Russell's really good in it, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. When he was just like, it's a shame. Pain me when I freaking put that tumor in your mom. And you're just like, God damn it. Wait, what? And then, like, Wait, what? And then, like, the pain on Quill's face. And he's just like, you killed my mom? And I'm like, oh, son, you done fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I... My opinion is that they... Other than the Infinity War and Endgame, like the solo movies peaked with with uh, Winter Soldier, but that's just my opinion. Like, uh, honestly, and it's not like they've gone super downhill. Mm-hmm. It but just went to, to me, went from like an eight or nine to like a seven. Yeah, like they're still above average films, mm-hmm. but Marvel has fallen into a rut creatively. Mm-hmm. Like now, everything is so super formulaic. It's just like. You really notice the good ones now, the ones mm-hmm. that break the formula. But now it's just like a, especially with new ones that they introduce in origin stories. I'm like, can we not have the next one be an origin story, please? And it's like, and it's just like they just they they have a formula now, and it's 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 grown stale. Whereas, uh, if you look at that phase in particular, um, Iron Man three is like. Iron Man uh, almost a, uh, it's it's like a it's like a noir almost. It's not a very good one, but yeah. that's what they were trying to do. And Ant Man's like a a heist movie, and Winter Soldier's a political thriller. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I mean? Like they were all, um, Guardians of the Galaxy is like its own thing, and kind of like a a bit of a throwback in See, in some ways. And it's of- just like they all did their own different thing, and now I find them very samey. Yep. Well, I mean, like, there there are some, like, nice little, like, nuggets. Rick Ragnarok was great. <laughs> yeah, Ragnarok's really funny. So I mean, I... It's so different, you know? Yeah, from the other two, and the other two aren't very, like, are pretty bad. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and I, I don't really even, like, I don't love Ragnarok, but I it's fun, and it's, and it's very funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, eh, that's just like that's just my opinion. I'm just, I'm I'm sure lots of people disagree with me, but like, yeah, I mean, and it's kind of just where I'm at. And with I think it. that's where like, um, the later movie, like like Avengers, Infinity War, and like Endgame, I think that's why they like they were so good, because like, because yeah, they're way just, different. It was than just anyone. okay up until that point, and then like the stakes are now raised, right? Yeah, exactly. And all the other ones, they they got into the trap of 
we need to establish everybody on the way mm-hmm. to this ending thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they kind of got cut uh, caught into that as opposed to every like all the the ones that we're introducing have to have their own sort of look and feel and personality yep. like and then they come together which is why again which is why it makes this final like infinity war and endgame the finality of it all it makes it matter because mm-hmm. they've all got their own distinct personalities and worlds that they're from and yeah. then they come together for this which is why i'm not super excited for the next phase but i guess we'll see I, well i mean i was i saw that preview for wandavision and i thought like ooh. This seems weird. That looks interesting, but I feel like it's just going to be a one-off. I really hope it's not just a one-off. <laughs> yeah, me too, trade. but... I mean, and I'm excited for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think mm-hmm. that could be interesting too, but uh, like... I feel like the Disney Plus ones are going to be... Yeah, they, they'll affect the cinematic universe, but not... And I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to affect them in a huge way, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Like, who knows really what they're going to... We, we won't know until they, yeah, until like, they show... And, and that's the thing with sequels so. is like... Um, we, we've mentioned how um you up the stakes, and like sometimes what constitutes as a good sequel is like upping the stakes and like adding a lot more to the story or the universe or like the characters. But there, there's only so much. There's only so much you can go, you know. And I, I I'm kind of where you're at with like, and like in terms of Endgame, you just saved the universe from like after half of it got wiped out where do you go from there go yeah i'm interested to see what they do because it's like you're 100 right like now what <laughs> now what yep because what's it's gonna have to be some sort of big threat to bring it's, everybody together the again universe, it's gonna be all of reality <laughs> yeah they'll probably do secret wars yeah probably that's what, I, that's what i'm guessing that's the like, only thing i could see them because yeah, they have they have the fantastic four Though they do, since yeah, yeah, they have Galactus too now, yep. so maybe they go that route. But yep. still, I mean, then he just becomes another like there's Thanos and Galactus is super powerful too. But I don't know, mm-hmm. it becomes sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like Secret Wars is the only place they could go. But eh, what do I know? And again, it's like I don't make billions of I don't make like a six figure salary or seven figure salary a year like being in charge of Marvel. So like, what do I know? <laughs> so yeah yeah uh i do have a few more but um i feel like we've kind of um i think we've kind of covered most of it actually like to me like you just mentioned it too like a good sequel will like uh expand but like i feel like sometimes too they can do it too much so like they sequels just keep bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as we've seen with like like i said infinity war and endgame you go so big and it's like now what do you do and it's like and you just can't keep just upping the stakes like that 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 just doesn't work and like comic books tend to have that problem a lot um and then oh i know like and then you look at like other movies too like outside that like look at the taken franchise that taken the matrix sequels like you can't i feel as though like you can't exactly like sequels need to be warranted like at least with the avengers they planned this out and they had like Mm -hmm. a roadmap i have a feeling like when it came to the taken series like no (laughs) there was there was no roadmap no they what happened is they made it like they, I mean, they didn't obviously didn't expect it to fail, but I think it did a lot better than what they thought it would. 
And so as a result, they're like, oh shit, we just made a whole bunch of money. Let's keep making them. Yeah, let's really milk um, Liam Neeson's old man strength for all it's worth. Yeah, exactly. And like, to be honest too, I love, love horror. But horror is the one of the like best examples of when stuff gets out of control because often with horror you can make them for cheap Mm -hmm. so like if you have like let like a million dollars as your budget if you like let's just say if it makes 10 i'm like yeah that made 10 times its budget like you know what i mean it's they're cheap to make so you don't really need and uh, with a lot of them like um friday 13th and nightmare on elm street and halloween you have these iconic um characters in them that have a built-in fan base that will those people will pretty much see it no matter how bad it is and you know what's a really good example of that in terms of horror movies like aside from those that you mentioned the paranormal activity mm-hmm. franchise oh, like what they... the first one was like the first one was good i enjoyed it like it had the i liked it too it had like a five dollar budget <laughs> being a found yeah fight. i think what do you shoot it for like uh 20 grand i think yeah something something, like that. something incredibly low and like it that. made and I think it made like it did like I don't know sixty million. Yeah, it was insane. Like and it's like, like it was a very good found footage movie. The second one was just as good, if not better, because it it, it checked off all of the boxes that I've mentioned I've like seen here. The second one. <clears throat> it's the one with like. I think I might have. It's the one like if you remember the main character, the, like Katie's like sister and her family. Yes, I have seen the second yeah, one. Like, yes, I did enjoy enjoy it. It's more of a prequel, isn't it? Um, yes and no. It's it's a prequel. Um, no, actually, it's a prequel up until a certain point, and then it kind of takes place after the night Mika gets murdered. Oh yeah, and she right. Comes after now the I baby. remember. And like again, it's it's one of those things where it expands on the expands on the the lore. I guess like you, mm-hmm. you can say lore and like expands on the characters, the it, loosest sense of the word. Yes. Yeah. It ups the stakes in terms of like where, like in the, in the movie, um, in the first movie, a lot in like 98, 80 to 90% of like the paranormal activity happens at night when they're sleeping here. I mean, it's not until like later in the movie where you start to see shit happening during the day. Mm hmm. In Paranormal Activity 2, mm-mm, that, that shit escalates. And, like, instead of, like, photo frames just, like, falling off the wall, um, you'll see, like, an entire kitchen <laughs> just erupt. Oh, yeah, right. And that got yeah, me. Yeah, I remember I wasn't that. expecting that at all. <laughs> like, it was so good. Yeah. Um, but then they tried to really go hard and expand on everything with number three and then number four and then the marked ones, and it just got out of hand. And I think, oh, yeah, like... <clears throat> and you're just like... Yeah, like I mentioned that with Halloween, too. Same mm-hmm. thing. Friday 13th, same thing. Nightmare on Elm Street, same thing. Mm-hmm. Hellraiser, same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Every... Ho- the Leprechaun, there's like five of those. <laughs> leprechaun in space, Leprechaun in the hood. I remember that. What? Not even kidding. I'm not kidding. Isn't... Didn't Jennifer Aniston star in one of those? things? Like, she was the first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trolls one and yeah, three. like there's four or five Texas Chainsaw Massacres, uh, not counting the reboots. Uh, like yeah, I mean horror. It's cheap and we can make money, mm-hmm. and then they just sequelite us their way. Mm-hmm. Sharknado, <laughs> Sharknado's one through twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, you could make a case though that they kind of just know what they are. Yeah, and, yeah, that's fair. I guess. Yeah, they just there's a certain niche audience for mm-hmm. that. 
like there are for a lot of these sequels, but it's one of those things where like when like again, like the Friday thirteenth uh uh series, it's like you know which ones that they had people who cared about the finished product and put work into it, even yeah. if it is schlocky and a horror movie and it's just a slasher, but you can tell the ones that they cared about them and you can tell the ones where they don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's really, it's easy. It's so easy to know this <clears throat> ones that they just like, yeah, we don't care. We're just here to make a buck. Yep. Like I, yeah, they just, yeah, exactly. Like you, yeah. You can tell. And yeah, I, I feel like the, the, the horror is like one of the worst. <laughs> genres for this but mm-hmm. yeah i mean but as we said at the beginning not all sequels suck so um i think we covered pretty much all of it uh is there anything else you kind of have to add there or? um no i think we hammered it i think we really hammered it home again there were some like recurring themes about like good sequels that we thought like yep. deserve like this kind of title um and again it's it, it's it's very rare to find because I think a growing problem now is just things getting hammered into the ground. So if yeah. y'all are looking for some really, really good sequels that just didn't suck, and I'm looking at Pacific <laughs> Rim 2, freaking Uprising. Pacific, you and Pacific Rim 2, man. Yeah, they're making a third one, apparently. And I'm just like, what? Are they really? Well, I think it might have been like, production might have been like halted for... Due, COVID, yeah. due to it like sucking like <laughs> ass <laughs> hilarious but yeah um, uh, so good uh, I think it was like at one point um, Pacific Rim 3 was set to come out um, oh interesting okay then that makes me really sad <laughs> yeah. uh, so well on that note uh, thanks for joining us this week please like comment subscribe if you're able rate the podcast wherever you listen or if there's something you really want to talk about, email me at conferculture at gmail.com. That's C-O-N-F-E-R-C-U-L-T-U-R-E at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And this has been Confer Culture. Confer Culture.